Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to Why am I glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick old trouble Out the door Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. This program is podcast, so if the local drug dealer, the local meth lab, knocks on your door and wants a cup of sugar, give him, a, give him or her a cup of sugar, and the program is podcast. You can listen to it at your leisure, 3cr.org.au. How are you going there, Dale? Technical I'm, issues or no, we're right? I'm, I'm going reasonably well. well yeah, as yeah. far as I can tell, yeah. we're going to air, but yeah. I can't hear anything in my headphones, so that's yeah, a bit annoying. annoying. I haven't got headphones. I've so got it. You got it? You got it? Mm. We're alive? Nailed we're it. We're real? Nailed it. You nailed it? Sorted. Okay. You're not, you, you didn't nail him on the cross, did you? No, 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 no. No, okay. Like All right. <laughs> it's uh, Her Right Royal Highness. Dale Breach, Empress Dowager of the Universe. How, how art thou? Oh, I'm, I'm a little less worthy of that yeah. salutation than you might think. But well, other than that... Nobody right. in this studio is less worthy than me. <laughs> than me. <laughs> Look, I've got a confession to make, Dale. Yes? I had a pot before I came on air. Woohoo! Liquid lunch. Liquid lunch. So I'm a little bit tongueless. Our poor guest doesn't know what having a pot is, do you? Do you know what having a pot is? A pot is? A pot. Do you know what a pot is? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Could be help, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a potty. Oh. A pot. A pot. (laughs) A potty is when you go to the toilet. (laughs) I would prefer not that one. (laughs) Our young guest is Gabriela da Pena. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Don't talk to us. Talk to everybody else. Well, I prefer to talk to you that I have your friend in front of my, in front of me. Now, now, look, look. Can I give you some good advice? Yes. I know I make you nervous, and I can understand that a young woman trapped in the studio with Dale. You know, <laughs> so just keep your chair still, because if you don't keep your chair still, the people hear your voice over there and over there, and they'll say, "Who is this?" Gabriela da Pena. Now, we only ask two questions on this program. Two questions. Oh, my God. <laughs> God will not help you. She will not help you. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Has God ever helped any of our guests, Dale? Not a single one. Not a single one. <laughs> now, just to orientate our listeners, what year were you born? I born in Venezuela in 96. 96. Yes. So you're an old person. You were born in the last century. Yes. You were born in the 20th century, not the 21st century. Yes. Oh, in Venezuela? In Venezuela, yes. Oh, what part? In Merida. It's, um, it's a city 
in the east part of uh, the country, okay. and the middle of the mountain is the end of the cordillera of the Andes mm -hmm. that start in Patagonia. Uh -huh. um, it's a really nice city, university, university, uh, university city. City, yes, yes. Um, Yeah, I was there. Did you, did you work for the tourist bureau? You're trying to get us to visit, are you? You're telling <laughs> us how nice it is. Pardon? Are you trying to get us to visit? Because you're telling us how nice the city you were born is. Yeah, obviously they are all more than welcome. It's an amazing paradise of nature to come Ooh, around. So yeah, ah. why not? Where does the English accent come from? Well, from uh, Venezuela, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, will say uh, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Right. So, what was life like for a young girl in Venezuela when you were born? You know, when you're four or five, what was life like? Well, it looks like um, that was a period of my life that I was not in Venezuela. When, uh, you weren't there. You were born there. <laughs> you were born and then you left. Yeah. Actually, oh. yeah. Uh, three years old, I moved uh, with my family to Spain where I stayed for... Four years during uh, that. Right, you moved. So, but but Spanish is spoken in both countries. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And uh, the only difference is like the accent and right. the slang. And it was pretty funny when I come back to Venezuela at seven years old, and I was like trying to uh, ask for things like normal things in yes. in the food area in the school, and people just. Look me weird, asking for things that have other meanings. And stuff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we, we, like, excuse me. This is a family-friendly program. <laughs> There are children listening to this program. We do not want to know about double meanings, all right? <laughs> this could lead I us did. to a difficult situation. <laughs> we could get complaints. I'm not complaining. No, no, no. They're complaining. <laughs> Those people listening, you know that this yeah. is not just a private conversation between you and me and Dale. There are people the listening internet. out there. You must have a friend listening. You got for your friends listening? Yeah, I have friends listening at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did? You, can I ask why your family moved to Spain? Well, I moved only with my mother mm -hmm. and my brother and sister. Right. Uh, my mother was making the, her, her PH, like her doctorate. PH, PhD. Her PhD, doctorate. yeah. What was she doing her doctorate in? My mother was doing it in uh, robotics. Right, robotics. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty, that's amazing in the early 20th century, do, 21st yeah. century doing in ro a PhD in robotics. Yeah, 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 kind of pioneer. Uh, the things changed a lot since <laughs> we're that time <laughs> to the modernity. Yes, yes. Pretty interesting too. Did she, did she finish her PhD? My mother, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and then uh, we come back to Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to Spain. Okay. What do you remember about Spain? Well, I remember many things. Mm. Um, I remember a lot of trouble because my mother enjoyed the time there to um, give us the opportunity to meet other cultures and right. like show us a little bit of the world. Yes. So I remember the travels. I remember a really nice park beside the bill where I used to live, uh, yeah. where I used to live. So, what what city did you live in, or what town? Uh, the town it's called uh, Leganes, Leganes and is beside Madrid. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a university town. Is it a research? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the university is called La like, uh, Universidad uh, Carlos III. Mm. So did you go to the kindergarten there as a child? Or? Yeah, I was in the last 
couple years of the kindergarten and mm -hmm. first two years of uh, primary school. Mm -hmm. Then we went back to Venezuela. Yes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> what can I say? Well, did you finish primary school? Yeah, I finished it. <laughs> you did finish. Changed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. What was the difference? Well, first of all, in uh, Spain, I was a student in a mixed school, means mm. guys and girls. When I come back to Venezuela, really? I was in a girls' school, girls school with nuns, and <laughs> that's a little change. With nuns. With nuns. <laughs> mm. Do they still wear their habits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have like mass every morning. Good, mm. good, good. So <laughs> Interesting. You, so you didn't salute the flag, you saluted the Pope? Both. Both. The, Pope, <laughs> the Vatican flag and the Venezuelan flag, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were in primary school, did you find that you were good at things, that you were good at learning, say, to read or write or, or mathematics? Was there anything that you enjoyed doing in primary school, drawing or...? Well, I was initiated and drawing like really early in my life. At four years, I was already drawing it and making paintings in Spain. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in Venezuela, I was in um, kind of uh, different uh, updating of knowledge mm -hmm. because when I was in Spain and second year of uh, primary school and I come to Venezuela to the third year of primary school, I was seeing the same that I was seeing in one year before mm. than where I was studying in Venezuela. So I was kind of uh, advanced into the mm. subjects mm -hmm. um, that I was studying mm -hmm. and I disattached a little bit of uh, the academic uh, style of life uh, that period oh, of my life. As a primary school. As a primary school. Oh, you're an academic. <laughs> oh, like... <laughs> means academic. Now, um, look, look, I hate to say this, G Gabriella, but <laughs> I don't know where this has come from. I must be going crazy, Dale. But you've got a Romanian accent. <laughs> Romanian accent? Yes, as if you're from Romania. <laughs> it's it, beautiful. It, now you it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting, yeah, because it's not, it's not a normal South American accent. It's not a normal Spanish South American accent you have. Yeah. Did you spend time in Europe? Yeah, well, four years in Spain and after that, then uh, three years in Paris, in France. Paris. Mm, well, let's go back. So, did you go to um, what? Did, do you have high school or secondary college? What do you call it in Venezuela? Uh, we have primary and secondary school. Right. And age system of age educational system in the different country changed. So, mm -hmm. in Venezuela, we finish uni uh, high school at 16, 17 years mm -hmm, old, mm -hmm. and then you jump directly to the university. Well, right. directly, if you want to student in, yes. in the university, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I finished my high school in this non-school. Uh, oh, you did primary and secondary in the same In the same, same school. school um, yes. I really appreciate my education there, even mm -hmm. if it was... Um, a little reduced, yeah, structured, yeah, yeah, religious. Yes. I was a little rebel, probably. A rebel. Yeah, I was the charisma into the school. Probably. You were a rebel. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> nothing bad, nothing bad. No. Just <laughs> making a little more entertaining, like like the, what? The story of life. Just um, oh, I bring a lot of art. Well, that was my. Um, when you talk about art, what what talent did you have that you discovered in secondary college? Drawing. 
drawing. Yeah. Colored what, what, throw in painting. Uh, pencil or uh, crayons or pencil, brush. Brush. Um, right. Yeah, I'm really good with manual things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little that, a little bit dance, a little bit performance. <laughs> you did you did you did some dancing at high school too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, I lived. And drawing. And drawing. Did you use oils or watercolors? I didn't use oils. Mm. Um, I didn't like it. Right. What, the smell or just it was too heavy when you... At the beginning, I didn't know who was the official process of the oil. Right. But it was more um, difficult to have access to oils oils, um, Mm. when you are like John and then when you have... They are expensive, yeah. yeah. And then um, I didn't want it right. uh, improve myself in mm. oils because it's just a horrible process for yeah. uh, mm. obtain like the materials that you need to prepare the 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 canvas and yeah the well the just is good that yeah at that stage where when you were at high school did the sanctions play any part they they limited what you could could have done. Sanctions which were placed against Venezuela by the United States government, you know. Well, uh, looks like. Mm, then I'm talking about then. Yeah, at that time uh, already we were seeing like the difference uh, that the government want to install inside of the educational system. Mm-hmm. So uh, since I have uh, I don't know 12 years old, I remember myself being in the street, like writing into the cards uh, to advertise against the arbitrarily um, uh, change that the government want to do into the constitutional law. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I remember me like a little older, like 14 years old, seeing, being in the street uh, to protect not only votations, but also to reclaim like where all the structure, because all the structure were decreasing in their possibilities mm. so um, hope like I'm really thankful because I could finish my secondary in a really good conditions still um, oh everybody was engaged and the 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 unity inside of this school was really um, impressive because we get support not only for the school itself but from the uh, uh, back generations, like the old generations. Yeah, the, the old students. Yeah. The old students too. Yeah. What's really alumni? The alumni. Those ones. Yeah, those <laughs> ones. The old ones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happens to a young woman? You what? Were you sixteen or seventeen when you finished secondary college? Sixteen. So, what did you do? I um, I travel a little bit inside my country, but excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. At sixteen, you travel by yourself. Yeah. Excuse me. What did your mother say? Well, <laughs> my mother. <laughs> she would not like. At the beginning, I have uh, permission of my mother for 15 day, and then uh, 15 uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> 15 days travel. And, no, well, I'm staying two months. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling. <laughs> yes. Well, well you, you weren't hitchhiking, were you? No, I'm not joking. Uh, my mother was not happy at all. <laughs> no, she wouldn't be happy at all. She'd think, oh. She was not happy at all. But did, yeah. did you have mobile phones in those days? Or that was before mobile phones? Uh, yeah, we have mobile yeah. phones. What, what's the worry? After then? 96. Well, she's got mobile phones. What's she's worried about? <laughs> so what parts of Venezuela did you go to and 
How did you get there? Did you walk, ride, fly? No, I used bus. 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 Uh-huh. Um, you, did, did you go by yourself or with a friend? or? Well, with friends. Right. Most of the times that I was traveling, I was with friends, and mm-hmm. I'm staying in the house of friends, except when I was working. That I was what, what were you doing? Uh, hospitality. Hospitality. In other words, hospitality. Other words, you're serving food to people. Yeah. Yep. Underage. Underage. <laughs> yes. Cash payments. Yeah. 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 What can I say? <laughs> so, 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 what did you learn about your country? I learned um, that I was a little outside of uh, the main uh, culture because when I come back to Venezuela, I skip a lot of the memories that most of my generation had mm-hmm. of his childhood. So I was more into of, um, the other realities also that were like currently being modified and into the country. Right. Right. I could see what was like work in in the real life, like jump to that that state where you're trying to be sustainable and independent and uh, i see how the money was changing drastically because i start to work at 16 17 mm. and then uh, in like not too inside of the law but i work so i see how much was the payment for one month and the equivalent of what i could get with this mm. So that showed me uh, the reality of the economies of the country too. And then um, I, I found amazing people. I meet um, different things of uh, the culture that I, that I didn't know, like I'm traditions. Like what? Like what? Um, for example, I remember uh, once I was traveling with uh, this group of friends and we were camping into the beach in mm. an area of the country that is uh, a national park call it Henry Pitier, mm-hmm. and it's the production area for cacao. Right, cows, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, it's one of the biggest things that we used to export mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a really nice uh, tradition what they have because the people is nothing from the area, and what they do is they record off uh, these beans mm. of cacao, and they just put it in the middle of uh, the church that they have like a big a courtyard in front of the church mm. with mm. circles in the mm. front, and then mm. they uh, mm. create this ima- this circle yeah. like well, big just, just for our listeners' sake, we we're not talking about cocaine or cows, are we? No. We're Cacao. cacao. That's right. Cacao. The cacao. Beautiful taste of Chocolate. cacao. Chocolate, yes. <laughs> yeah, look, I was a bit worried there. I thought you were going to no, 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 cocaine, you know. On the, on the no, no, that's coca. Coca, that's right. <laughs> that's you. a little different. But a little it's bit different, yeah. You're right in the territory, right. Did you, um, are, there, are there many, did you meet any indigenous Venezuelans when you were traveling? Fortunately, no. 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 I could not because uh, that's the opposite side where I live. Mm-hmm. And then you have another different community. You have different communities of, of Aboriginal right. people in the, in right. the full, ter- in the full co- uh, country. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, the people that I meet, they were all from Aboriginal in origin. Mm-hmm. They uh, were already inside of the society. Mm-hmm. means they were more... Um, Incorporated. Incorporated. Yeah, so the native, native ones, mm. you have to go more in the middle of the jungles mm. or mm. and grab like 
a grab bridge. people. You're going to the jungle to grab people. No, no, no not to grab people, we, but... We, that's not good, you know, Gabriella. That is not good, grabbing people, you know. I'm not trying to grab nobody. I'm just trying to <laughs> grab a little culture from yeah, uh, the people. Yeah. All right. So how long... So you travel inside the country for a few months? Yeah, a few months. Mm. I didn't meet... I didn't ha- I didn't arrive to many cities, mm. but I mm. make big jumps between my city mm. and the capital mm. and mm. this island where mm. I. Uh, Did you feel live. safe traveling? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's a hardcore uh, question. <laughs> yeah, you know when you come from those countries, you adapt yourself to the to the ecosystem, mm-hmm. for saying in a way. So it's not the safest thing to do, but um, somehow you figure out how to do it. Mm. So, yeah, you have to pay a lot of attention and you have to have eight eyes around your head. Mm -hmm. But it's what's safe, what's safe. You're talking to us. Yeah. So, well, you got got that. So did you go to university in in Venezuela? Two years. Which one? In, at the University of uh, the Andes, mm-hmm. I make two years of uh, uh, graphic design there. Graphic design. Can look, we're very ignorant people. What does a graphic designer do? Well, a graphic designer um, constructs the the media that will be like somehow incorporated to the society. So You're not trying to sell us things, are you, as a graphic designer? Well, the thing is, like <laughs> as a graphic designer, you have to, you have different areas where, yes. to, to, yeah. where yeah. to go. And as a graphic designer, I personally identify myself as a educational graphic designer. I try to create media that will provide people with um, knowledge, information, and um, access to... This was not when you started. Or did, did you, when you started your graphic design course, did you have this in mind? Yes. Or this d- developed later on? Uh, well, for sure I was developing more and more uh, mm. through uh, those two years. But mm. I, the, se- the second year I was I really into what I want to do with these um, mm. capacities because you, you, we need it. Mm. We so, need it. Somehow... Right. Uh, because of the reality of the country, we we need a way to spread more real content, mm. real um, All information. Right. All right, let's let's go back a step because okay. a lot of people don't understand what's been happening in the country. What do you mean by real content? Means um, real content. It's the information that will arrive to the people mm. uh, based in real um, information. So that can be a little red, like, I don't know how to say, but um, mm. the thing is, in Venezuela, what was happening at uh, the time, it's like we have a political war of uh, manipulation of the information. Right. So propaganda. Propaganda. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's a really weird propaganda because they just... Uh, it was really weird because was disaccredited people uh, in parallel at the same time with uh, really fake news uh, around the continent and mm. like giving fake news to the people mm. 
to kind of uh, give it an answer about the, the main problems that we are having. So kind of like ridiculous. And um, yeah, like to also to try to separate what it was the uh, interest of the media to sell and the interest of the media to communicate. That right. is what I used to learn to do in my university is to be uh, media communicative like um, so was that, was, that a, was that a two year course or did you s finish early no I didn't finish I stopped my career there and then I was accepted in uh, uh, university in Paris <coughs> I'm dying here here you are little Gabriella 18 at the university here in Venezuela and you get accepted to La Sabon yes <coughs> Can I touch your hand? I've always wanted to touch the hand of a woman who's lived on the left bank. <laughs> nah, my God. God, you'd exist. <laughs> How does an 18-year-old woman from a backwater university in Venezuela get accepted into the Sabon? What did you do? Did you have to kill anybody or...? <laughs> no, no, I do. I didn't. Like, probably I killed myself. No, no <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, the thing is, like, I was really good in the university in Venezuela. Right. I was the second uh, highest school. Mm, yes, yes. School level, yeah. Yeah. And then I just tried to open the opportunities. So I create my dossier, my my portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I follow the process, and the thing is, like, I'm benefit because in my reality, I have two nationalities. So two nationalities. Yes. What are your nationalities? I have the Venezuelan nationality yes. by born, and I have the Spanish nationality by the heritage of my father. Right. right. So. That, but that's not a French nationality. No, no. but it's european union nationality ah, so i assumed you were fluent in french when you went to paris not already and you didn't know <laughs> one word yeah no 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 i was already into the into into the language yes. because i started to study it when i was 15 years old mm -hmm. and then like independent i was um i spent one month in in france uh with my auntie like studying the language in the no, summer we'll, we'll go that we'll go there in a minute yeah look it's uh 428 this is radical australia on community radio 3cr streaming live on 3cr.org.au we're having a conversation not an interview with gabriela da penna multi-talented woman speaks spanish english and french and you know what's frightening dale What's frightening, Joe? She speaks English better than I do. <laughs> it's that not is, so difficult. Uh, it's not difficult, but it's still frightening. <laughs> you know, when you meet a young person, talented, this talented, you know. As I said to her when I met her, I said, look, I'm happy to die now because <laughs> oh I know God. the world is in good hands. Now, the program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au and Dale Bridge, her right royal highness, is doing all the things are needed to be done in order for the world to listen to us on 3cr.org.au. Now, let's get back to your little story. Mm -hmm. So how did you get to Paris? Pardon? How did you get to Paris? Did you swim or fly? I fly. You are? By a too long. And you got an aunt who lives in Paris. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Well, my auntie, mm -hmm. that's 
personal, but my auntie, she used to work into the um, um, petrol industry in my country. Mm -hmm. And uh, after 2002, uh, she uh, had to move out from the country because the pursuit of the government against these people who apartheid to the sign of a document against the corruption government that was installed, yeah. that is the same that we have still mm -hmm. partial, mm -hmm. in a partial way. So she was basically a political refugee. No, she just left. left. She just left before she, just she left. became a political refugee. Yeah. She decided there was no future for her. And she cannot work in a, no, no it, more. She was black, we call it blacklisted. She wasn't able to work in that industry. Yeah. Uh, how come she went to France? Pardon? Why did she go to France? She? Hmm, your aunt. Uh, because, um, well, my, my aunt after that, she was not directly to France. She... Um, she have to resolve his life because was like after you spend a portion of your life working in an industry to keep working it and to support it, mm -hmm. and you became blocked because yes. there was a massive um, layoff mm -hmm. of uh, the people who was working there. It was mm -hmm. twenty five thousand people that were laid off mm -hmm. of the full industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uh, she go to France for a little while because she. Uh, during his education, she uh, mm -hmm. in the, in the university she got a master to finish to finish it her mm -hmm. um, to do it in France mm -hmm. in uh, in Toulouse. Right. So it was a language that she was already um, right. linked to, and mm -hmm. yeah, she knew a little bit more of France than other things. But she was jumping in many right. different countries. She come even to Australia to work a little bit. And oh, I can't believe that she came to this country. That's some malaise. Well, I'll get her, we'll get her blacklisted. I'll speak <laughs> to Mr. Dutton about that woman. Now that amazing woman. <laughs> <laughs> now getting back, and you said you lived with her while you were in France. Or no part, no. No, no, no. I, I was living independently. independently. My auntie was not at the time that I arrived there. Like mm -hmm. She was living outside. Mm -hmm. She came back last year. So I, uh, I never lived with her uh, officially. I mm -hmm. just was in the same city. Same city. And right. supported well, big, by her. Yeah, big city, Paris. Yeah, about, was it four million people, Paris? Or two million? I've forgotten. Uh, seven million. Seven, seven million. million. Oh, that's too many French people. Uh, so well, <laughs> I think that it's kind of uh, Melbourne. You have a lot of immigrants but, too. Yeah. So can you tell me your impressions when you walked into the Sabon for the first time? I was uh, I was kind of uh, negotiating by my um, post into the into the university still because mm -hmm. I was waiting for the result of uh, the language uh, test. Test. You had to do a language test. Yes. Yeah. So was it was it written and oral or just written? Did you have to write it and speak it? The language test or the just The language bit, uh, test I did it in in Venezuela. Right. It's the DELF, so mm -hmm. I have the four. Um, right. Um, I don't know how to say like qualities so like uh, four four sections. Uh, four oral, sections: written, writing, reading, and, and expression. expression yeah. yeah, and obviously and you passed with flying colours. I passed, right. but I didn't know it at that time. So I was like inside of the university yeah. telling them like improving my French because the truth is like, yes, I passed the test to like go insta inside of yeah. the university. Yeah. I'm just interested in your impressions when you, this is a very famous university. The Sorbonne. It's, it's a huge university. It's huge. It's huge. It's like Berkeley in California. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, but. What was your impressions? What did you 
feel like when you actually walked into the university as a student? As a student, I was super excited, mm-hmm. super excited. I was jumping in one leg. I was, <laughs> I, <guess laughs> like, um, I was super focused and I was thankful for the, um, the fact that I was a student there. And then uh, I was um, idealizing also the university at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, what else I can say? I mm-hmm. just see like an amazing bill mm-hmm. with uh, probably not the same qualities that mine old university used to have, mm-hmm. but with an amazing uh, structure into the system and uh, support for the students and a lot of uh, students' organizations also supporting more the academic life mm-hmm. and a lot of support as a student in from the part of the somehow the government. I know that mm. pol- in the politics, actually, like currently mm. in France, there exist like many difficulties because they are changes happening and then there can be like attention. But from my my view of uh, what was Venezuela to France, I I found too many support. Like <laughs> I found That's like support, yes. all the possibilities open. Right. So what course so, yeah. did you enter? What course did you start? Oh, in in in, in Sorbonne. In wow, like philosophy for philosophy. 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 First year philosophy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, History. Yeah. Um. No graphic design. No, I was accepted in plastic arts. Plastic arts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hang on. Hang on here. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> now, we are very silly people, you know, in this country. <laughs> well, I am. I'm very silly. I just don't to find Plastic arts. Yeah. There's a course in plastic arts at yes. the Sorbonne University. Yeah. Can you explain to a s- stupid old man... What is plastic arts? Oh my God! <laughs> no, she's no, not no, going to no, help yeah. you. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, I know, you did the course. I did it. Every listener out there is saying, the whole three of them are saying, plastic arts. Is she in the plastics industry? Does she make bottles? Oh. What 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 hmm. is plastic arts? Is it is it science? Is it arts? Is it a combination? It's a combination of the structure of the university into the idea of um, um, develop the minds in the construction of the science, uh, the aesthetic and the human science approach to the arts. Mm. So you have a lot of um, theory that it's coming beside the practices uh, where you are like improving your talents, probably. So you're telling me plastic arts has nothing to do with plastics. Mm. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang we on. We cannot, we can, we can say that the plastic part in the plastic arts it's linked to development. No, to no. the material. Material, okay. right? To the materiality of the things for. Right. For okay. some, to say, like you, right. the plastic art, it's the open version. Uh, of the application of arts right. means you are not stopped by only one practices. You are uh, learning how far you can go. So by my side, I am um, I am more into the part of the installation, performing, right. and painting arts. We'll, we'll do that in a minute. I just want to go back one step. Okay. So the plastic arts is it theoretical 
or practical or a combination of theory and practice? Combination of theory Combina- and practice. And what is the theory behind plastic arts? Well, you have philosophy uh, of arts where concerns all the, like, include, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, all about the meaning of different uh, um, um, conceptions in the mm-hmm. in the. Um, so you're talking about theoretical conception. You're, con- you're conceiving. We are conceiving meanings, right. and uh, we right. are studying those meanings through the history. Right. So also we are seeing how that um, that conception mm-hmm. was view was see, was look in the past mm-hmm. and how that it's looking into the present and how you can project it to the future mm-hmm. somehow. So it's more like plasticity. Yes, neuroplasticity. But in the in, in the, all right. Get, getting back to plastic arts, you did this for three years. Two years. Two years at yeah. the Sorbonne. Two years. What? You didn't finish the course? No, I was accepted already in the half of the way. Hang so on. I a half half. You've already done the first year. Yeah, so because I was in yeah. the university first. So what degree you received at the end of this? A bachelor degree in uh, plastic arts and human science. Mm. And what did your mother think about this? Well, my mother, uh, she support me. <laughs> she say you? she she don't need to understand too much, and she. <laughs> Well, she didn't understand too much or she didn't need to understand too much. You she didn't need to understand too much to support me. She right. was super happy because I just mm, um, right. reached uh, re- yeah, reach, uh, like, um, mm. a bachelor degree in a language that was not my, my own language. Right. And I mm-hmm. was really into and I was really good too. And... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was happy. Uh, unfortunately, she was like really far away, and I just could see like a little, mm-hmm. a little short time for a short time um, after mm-hmm. that. And how did you survive while you were studying? Did you work in Paris? Yeah, I work. What type of work were you doing? Hospitality. Hospitality again. So, yeah. So you must know what a pot is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good. You know what a pot is? Yeah, things that you use for something in the toilet. To clean the data? No, no, no. Have you worked in hospitality in Australia? Yes. Oh, Behind a bar? It's pouring, giving drinks? Like the trial? No. No. Ah, good. All At right, a so bar? Okay. Don't worry. Like, I'm real sorry. I no, don't mean just, that. No, just, that's, that's, we're, we're I have just, to construct the no, image. No, we're just making fun. Look, if you go into a bar, mm-hmm. they'll ask you, do you want a, and you want a beer, right? And, yeah. And they'll ask you, do you want a pot or a pint? Ah, you mean pint. Okay. No, I mean a pot. Ah, you mean a pot. <laughs> yeah. The big one. Pint's big, pot small. Small. Oh, okay, 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 right, okay. Yeah. So, Thank you. So, Thank but you. if you gave me some plants, if I went to a bar and asked for a pot, I wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's the language. It's, 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 we're just having a little joke. No, but it's cool. At least yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Because you said you're in hospitality and I thought maybe. So yeah. So, what, what, does, what does a young woman who's got a, a degree from the Sorbonne in plastics arts, do once she's got that degree. Well, I, get, I got it last year, so I come. I decided to come here to improve my third language and still working with arts. Because in France, I work in hospitality as an economical double um, mm. support for my studies mm. and mm. whatever. But then also I work in um, social art projects. And uh, this is in France. Yeah. So what, what type of social art projects? Um, kind of uh, a gallery promoting um, 
exhibition of uh, new technologies on arts inside of uh, um, London, not easily, means inside of uh, residential areas right. that they they has been like a little separated from the society society like from the society in Paris because mm. they are mainly far away and secondly secondly because there are um, areas that were most of the immigrant communities are being settled like right settled yeah yeah and you're looking at that you did that social programming yeah now, after the uh, Paris um, course did you go back to your country no any particular reason why not well you've been away for three years yeah I would love it but it's not that easy first of all it's uh, is can be expensive um, because it's really far away second of all uh, oh, it's not as far away as Australia it's true because <laughs> <It's completely true. laughs> your family still in Venezuela or they no uh, most of my family uh, well there is a still Two person of my family living in uh, Venezuela. Right. The last part of my family was my father with my grandparents. They they lived in Venezuela last year mm-hmm. uh, to move to go back to Spain. They've gone back to Spain, mm-hmm. right? And then um, each of the interns of my family, they are um, more or less everywhere in the everywhere. world. Everywhere. Have you got any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have one brother, one sister. Um, are they? Where are they? They are both in the United States. In the United States. So you're uh, one of these. Families that's separated, basically, by, yeah. by political and events that are happening in your country or because you're looking for opportunity? Well, not because of the political inside of my, um, mm-hmm. uh, of, inside of the r- situation of my family, mm-hmm. um, but for the opportunity, for sure, because at somehow, like, my mother, she was the second one in life. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was my brother. Mm-hmm. Then six years ago, my mother, or five years ago, my mother left to go to Ecuador to mm-hmm. work. Right. And my, yeah, they were separated for for opportunity to continue their studies, to continue their career, to mm-hmm. right, okay, yeah, to support the family and to support the happenings in Ven- inside of Venezuela because right. at the end so it's still there. So when you finished uh, in Paris, did you get a globe, you know, uh, of the world and spin it and throw? A dart had it and it landed in Melbourne, or did why Australia? I was kind of um, seduced by the happiness that Australia has. Seduced. <laughs> seduced. Seduced by the happiness in this country. Yeah, they. Seduced by the propaganda that our government puts out. Happy people. But no, I don't say Dale's that. Dale's not happy. No, I don't say that. I just saying that still, like, if you come from my reality, you mm. can see where it's going on the best economies in in the, the system of the world, like in mm. different system of the world. Can, can I give you some facts and figures, young woman? Pardon? Can I give you some facts and figures about this country? I'm ready to hear about yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you know. How long have you been here? Five months. Five months. All right. I'll, then I'll ask you questions. I won't give you any facts and figures. I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. All right. Um, what percentage of the Australian population? We've got 25 million people here. Live near or below the poverty line? Near or the po- We have a thing that's called the poverty line, which means they just live a hand-to-mouth existence. Every penny that they re- every penny they receive. 
goes into paying bills, electricity, rent, etc. What percentage do you think in Australia? Well, by the way that you are asking me, I will guess around um, 20%? 30%. 30%. And this is a very rich country. How many children in this country go to school every day and they don't actually have enough money for their parents or their caregivers to buy them lunch or the things that are necessary, although we have theoretically a, a free public education mm-hmm. system. 700,000. So the reality is seeing hospitality is not the reality. I'm not saying that that's the reality, mm-hmm. and I uh, just... But you thought this was the land of milk. to like yeah, yeah. You, thought, work again, yeah, again. you thought this was the land of milk and honey. Because I, I feel understand. like yeah. you make you make that uh, approach to the numbers of where it's yeah. happening, and I know yeah. that it's nothing uh, perfect in nowhere. But the reality is like here in Australia, you are paid twenty twenty dollars per hour. In my country, you are paid three dollars per month. Yeah, but the reality is that maybe that twenty dollars an hour buys what you. Buy in your country for three dollars no. a month. No. Does it buy food? No, three dollars a month is the equivalent of the price of a box of eggs in my country. Well, and so people, how, how do people survive? They die in a massive number of hmm. in a massive number every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Because you have not only um, hungry, you have also the fact that they are not uh, medical hmm. and um, health supplies. They are hmm. not. Um, security installed inside mm-hmm. of the, the mm-hmm. many areas of the country. You have a big levels, and mm-hmm. I think that Caracas, the capital, was the second or the f- first dangerous city in the world mm-hmm. for a couple All of right. years. All right. So w- when you come here, it's like paradise. Now this is, this is, mm, it is a kind of paradise. But it's still, I believe that there are many things that I will not support. But mm-hmm. you can. Construct over what do you have? What do you mean? Construct over what you have? Means like work with the possibilities. What you've got. Yeah. The possibilities in Australia, it's well, uh, they're diminishing every day. Yeah, they're diminishing every day. You know, there's you're a temporary worker in this country. Yeah, there are 1.7 million temporary workers in this country. It's unbelievable. Yeah, one, one in seven Australian workers is temporary. One in three has casual work. There's a lot of things out there, but the hospitality, it's, it's different. Yeah, but I think it's like what uh, the government of Australia is doing with the promotion of uh, work and holiday visa, mm. visa uh, right. for the international people. It's uh, that they are supplying most of the tasks that citizens, they will not allow that's to do. That's incorrect. That, that, that's the propaganda. That's uh, what the government wants you to, to believe. To believe that yeah. The reason we have so many temporary workers was to destroy the power of the trade unions in this country. And that's the reason. But let's not go back. Now, so what are you doing here in this country? Well, I mean, I mean, you said you're a performance artist. What does that mean? What does it mean? Um, I am performance, what it's the creation of the construction of an uh, artwork. Right. And I um, occupied in a space to recreate the act and invite the people to participate into the act and right. then let it free with the end right. of the art. Have you done any performance work in Melbourne? No yet, but I will do it next Saturday. Next Saturday? Yeah. That's, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. 
how did you organize that? I just went directly to the place and I speak right. with a nice guy and yeah. then uh, I present the idea, the project, and yeah, right. I just get the elements that I will need to do it and right. then um, right. what, what, what elements it. are you going to use? Well, I'm using paintings, right. I'm paints, like right. acrylics, um, I have a model and I construct a big frame. A what frame? A big frame. A big frame. All right. And, and where is this happening? Where is this happening? This is happening in Lentil as Anything. Ah, Thumbury. yes. Lentil as Anything. Yes. Yes. Thumbury. Which one? Uh, Thumbury. Formbury. Lentil as Anything Thumbury. in Formbury. All right. And that's next week, is it? Yeah, that's next Saturday uh, during the dinner time. So dinning time. So next Saturday. Fourteen March. Forty. This Saturday coming. Not. Yes. This Saturday coming. Fourteenth yes. of March. Fourteen March. What time? Lunch. Dinner. Dinner. Yes. Seven p.m. Six seven. Six, six seven eight. Six seven. Have you done? Have you done this? Bef- have you done this particular performance art before, or is this something new that you've created for the night? I'm created for the night. Right. It's just for one night. No, the, this is a project that I have been constructing since long, since I was in the university already. Right. And uh, it, the event or the artwork, it's called Nomad, but this is the second edition of right. uh, this um, idea. Right. And, yeah. Second edition. Right. Nomad. Uh, nice name. Mm-hmm. It is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know about the grey nomads in Australia? <laughs> Do you know about the grey nomads in Australia? Mm, grey nomad. Mm. You should you should do a performance art on them. <laughs> these are you all have these to me a little more. Well, you see the you colour of my hair. You see the colour of my hair is grey. Yeah. There's a lot of Australians who sell their home, buy a caravan, and then travel around Australia for three, four, five years, and they're called grey nomads. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a reality. For cool. a, a lot of older people who've retired, so they go. For, so they see the whole country. They don't go overseas. They're not interested. They just want to see their own country. And they go camping, caravan parks, and uh, that's grey nomads. I reckon you could do a. That's a luxury nomads. <laughs> look it up on the net. I reckon you could do a good performance piece. Yeah. You know, I reckon. Yeah. And have you got any other plans for any more performance pieces? Another plans. Others? Are you yes. going? Yes. Are you willing to share them? I don't want anybody to steal your ideas. No, no, no. Like, uh, pardon? Uh, means, like, if you know, can you repeat the question? Uh, have, you got, have you got any, any other uh, performances coming up, apart from the one at Lentil as anything? Have you got anything else planned? Not for this period of time, because right. I'm still um, working on uh, my go back to, to Europe, or right. in case that I will stay longer right. to make right. the program here. Yep. But it's not uh, the next one will be in Malaga, Spain. In Spain will be the next one. Hmm. Have you got a space there or? Yeah, not yet. I just know people that will right. Um, right. organize the space. All right. Now I'm going to ask you a terrible question. Tell me. Is there any money in this? <laughs> yeah. Probably I would not live with the mon- with this money. You wouldn't be able to. No. Yeah, no. no. But that is why I'm learning to do many things, and that right. is why um, mm. I'm continuous doing it right. because it's not the money where I make push me to do it neither. Mm. Mm. Um, I really consi- I really realize that I will start to do my economies. I will support myself 
working with uh, what I'm doing and mm-hmm. with arts in my uh, my personal career. But it's something that I still like growing in parallel of the old way to support my economies. Right. So because you are moving and you are not established in one place, make mm. difficult like create the um, a space where you mm. can mm. produce better and like source like mm, produce better. Yeah. So yeah. so so you would consider what Spain to be your permanent home now or. At least for for next years, like three or for the future three right, years. Because you've got a Spanish, Spanish passport, you've got a European passport. Because there, I want to continue my career there. Like I right. already finished bachelor, my bachelor degree in plastic art, but yeah. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to do some. Because there's there's a lot of exciting things. stuff in, going on in the arts field in Spain at the minute. A lot of exciting. 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 Great things happening in the arts field, you know, in yeah. in Spain at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. For sure, like, you have a lot of um, art culture throughout all the mm. uh, continent yeah. and a lot of support, incredible. Mm. Mm. Uh, but Spain is, is kind of really nice place to improve where uh, it's, it's called, uh, like, scenic arts. Yes. It's having a really nice... Uh, evolution there and mm. it's getting more and more interest like it's getting more interest from the public too from, from the, the public, society right. and yep. it's getting more introduced also mm. into the activities mm. Mm. Do, you, uh, do you find as much interest in Australia? Then? Now no. in, in the type of performance art you do do you think there's much interest in this country? Mm-hmm. I don't know the underground performance right. um, right. um, performance mm. uh, Activity, yeah. But where I, for sure, the music the, in in the music area, you have a lot of band and a lot of good content yes. being like yes. in the street and going yeah. in, in spaces, and that's yeah. a, have a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I could not have access to the performance, um, like not the street performance, but official performance uh, or the con- space, creations. Official yeah. space, yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, mm. but yeah. Do you have um do you have like a performance name or a or a Facebook uh, like performance uh, identity? Yeah, my uh, identity is Gada. Could you spell that for our G A D A? Gada. 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 And, and if we put Gada, we'll get your Facebook page. Oh, you've already got one. Yeah, and my Facebook page, I will I will be like Gabriela da Pena. Because it's where I'm trying to, mm. like, evolve, like, create more uh, art page to improve the pedagogy and the education through right. the arts of right. for the right. co- for the community. Mm. And then my my um, my Instagram can be more gather. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming to the studio. I know I've been harsh on you. <laughs> But we try. But yeah. the thing is, you know, you've done exceptionally well, and uh, I think you've got a great future. Thank I you. don't know with performance art whether it's going to feed you, but it doesn't matter when you're young and you're fit and you're healthy. You do those things and see how you go. So I'm, I'm encourage people to see you at uh, Lentil as anything, uh, Saturday evening in Thornbury at uh, six p.m. and introduce yourself to Gada, Gabriella da Pena, and tell her you. Heard all about her on uh, Radical Australia. Thank you very much, and I, I and Dale, we wish you all the best for the future. Thank you very much for inviting me, and 
Have a nice, beautiful day. <laughs> I saw him on.